G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast. We're the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and the players who will bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and this week I am joined by a very special guest, Damon Adams. How you going, mate? Back again, uh, already acting like a diva, second time, <laughs> just making your way, I'm running late, mate, sorry. Well, lucky we're both uh, teachers and we're both on school holidays. So Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everyone. No? 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 No, no definitely Everyone not. in the AFL fantasy community, I think, because when you think about it, like all the traders boys, teachers, teachers yeah. um, Cole Holmes, Pod Pod, teacher. teacher. You're a teacher. I reckon there's another one in the in the ranks there somewhere too. Mate, I so. thought I'd never go back, but this is the perk. I yeah. mean, everyone talks about teaching holidays and it's true. It, it, yeah. it rules. It is the best thing about it. Like, don't, <laughs> yeah, the 10 weeks between them are shithouse. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But apart from that, like, it has its moments. Yeah, I don't advocate they, for teaching. I advocate for holidays. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, this is, the, this is the perk that we get back. So it's not too bad. But anyway, how's you been? How's your Keeper League team's been traveling? I know you've got like 15 of them or something. Mate, but- I'm really glad you actually called me today because uh, the school holidays has begun. My daughter has just come down with a flu. Oh. I've, I've kind of like pino cleaned myself before coming yep. in because I want to give that to you. Yep. Uh, the Nintendo Switch has, has broken and needs to be repaired oh, when dear, charged. That's, 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 that's a babysitter out. So we're, we're really hitting like a holiday lull on the yep. first Monday. of, And I got two kids at home, so yep. uh, glad to get out. No. Keep a legs. Keep a league's going okay. You know, came out of that bye period and yep. you, you want to get a couple of wins on the board and yep. things are shaping okay. Okay. In, a, in flag contention in a few? Yeah. I would say, I mean, we discussed this last time, of the eight keeper leagues, I reckon I'm in the mix of five That's and the other right. three yep. I'm kind of building. So everywhere I want to be in contention, I am. Yep. But I just want to have a quick like morning period because um, a couple of deals last night hung on Max Gorn getting Ooh, DPP, DPP forward because yeah. it just would have made things a little bit more flexible for me. 3% off, I think it was in the end. Devastating. Yes, that's no good. I think there's a f- quite a few coaches out there oh, in that the and same boat, so. Anyone who invested young on Sam Walsh yes. would have loved to see him up forward. And yep, absolutely. Vossi laid waste to it. <laughs> yeah, I think he had a heap of, I think he had 19 out of 23 CBAs or something this week. A couple um, of Harry Perryman owners, that would be, yeah. that would be pleased. Yeah, he's definitely got finally that. got back. Well, he's yeah. been playing that role legitimately, so um, yeah, we will talk about him a bit later on in the show. But oh, yeah, I'm, that's I'm prefacing, one. sorry, mate. No, I'm that's just all good. out the that's, order. No, that's all good, mate. Uh, well, I just want to kind of have a bit of a whinge of my own, really. Um, I just want to talk about some bad beats this season. So those who were following um, last week, I played my old co-host Kays, um, the guy who started the show with me uh-huh. uh, this week, and, and he was on the show last week. Um, well, first of all, it started off with him last week, wrote off Jake Lloyd. And I know he just does it to annoy me because he knows I love Jake Lloyd. <laughs> like, and so basically it was, Jake Lloyd's had a shit month, averaging 70s, um, 70 in the last month. So write him off, trade him out, get rid of him, he's done type thing. He traded him no, before no, he, the weekend. No, he's telling me, he's telling me to trade him out like type oh, thing. I'm telling right. our listeners to trade him. Oh, okay. And, you know, and I always just rebut it and say, look, the last time it happened, he did this last year. I think he had two 70s in a row and he's like, it's time, Jake Lloyd's got to go. I think he averaged 96 from that point onwards and yep. came out with like a 140 the following week. So this week I was expecting the same thing to happen. So, and I was at, I actually had to work like Thursday. And so I just checked the phone um, about 15 minutes after the game, uh, halfway through the first quarter. Jake Law's just killing it. Like, it's always started real well. Always happens after Kays writes him off. It's a, it's a 120 plus at least <laughs> the next final week. Anyway, checked it again at about half an hour's time and I noticed he was subbed out on 38. So that fucked me. Um, yeah, that, that's to start your week like that as yep. well, it just leaves a bad taste in and your mouth. Yeah, again, playing against Kays, I wanted Lloyd to go big and I wanted it to, you know, be. But wasn't to be, whatever. Anyway, I've ended up, uh, throughout the weekend, I've ended up going down to K's. Um, I had Impy as well subbed out on oh, 23. On 20. Yeah, <laughs> so that's no good. Um, I've gone down my seven points. All right, so I've got to. God. We've gotten to the last game of the round. I've just had uh, Jordan Dawson captain, you know, 130, whatever it was. Yeah, coming um, in with a wet sail. All I needed was 
Uh, Andrew Brayshaw to outscore Luke Jackson by seven points in the second half. He would have thought Monty. That's all I needed. And he scored three points less than him, I think it was. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, no. He, he scored the same as him. So, he ended up losing by seven points. So, that's my bad beat. I'll two, give that to you. That, two I mean, injuries. That's and, three strikes across the weekend. Yep. Um, didn't happen. So, yeah, that one there. But Kay's tweeted at this out today, actually. In our league, there is uh, two games between... Uh, first and seventh, yeah. So Tight. this year I have lost a game um, after after lockout. So I was up by three points when the round finished. Oh, you got the score, score adjustment. I, I had a tackle taken off me, so <laughs> I've gone down to lost by one. Um, I have had a I scored a one, no, sorry, seventeen ten, which is big in our league. Like okay. that's a big score. If it's anything over seven hundred, you don't generally lose. I lost to the second bottom team that week, who had a seventeen twenty, um, and now this. And they probably haven't scored within hundreds yeah. of points of that all year. So on the bright side, I think some luck is about to come my way, like because it hasn't happened this year, so no, it, it's about to happen. I it's think if you're, if you're hitting the tree on the way down, you're just going to keep hitting that. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, yeah. maybe it's just that year for you. Maybe. Where do you sit after uh, the loss? I'm, I'm sixth, so just into the finals. But with those three top bad six. beats. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. So with those three bad beats, I'm top of the ladder. If they if luck <laughs> goes my way on those three, I'm sitting top. So that's how close our league is at the moment. But, you don't uh, seem hurt by it, which is good. Well, I feel like my team's... I think I've got a pretty good run home. And my team is genuinely like, I've got... I've got Andrew Brayshaw, I've got Jordan Dawson, and I've got Jack Steele mm-hmm. in my side. So, like, three pretty good captain options this week. Especially as long Steele. as Steele can be the Steele yep. of this week and not the Steele of yep. the season. The rest of my team, like, there's p- people like Zeeble and stuff like that who go well pretty well, like, each week for you, like, at least hit 80. So, I've got a lot of those kind of those types that are going to get you 7 out each week, plus three genuine captain options where I generally don't have a captain that is scoring under 120 type uh-huh. thing. So, that's very handy in key leagues, as people know. Do you, do you um, have, a like, a, a personal message for Kays? Um, no, no, well done. You know, good luck. Oh, good no, luck, you, know, right? you can't be that magnanimous. You've got to hit him under the table. No, no, it's fine. Like, because I think I've scored a th- over a thousand points more than him this season. No, so. See, I give you the platform to say something. Yeah, dirty no, and, no, uh, you've no just, well done, Case. Like, good on you. You've shouldered arms. Good on you. Because I just, I don't need, I just let my, you know, fantasy performance do the talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, the, the cream will rise towards the end. Don't worry. All right. Anyways, we're stuck in the show. Um, but before we do, uh, this game is, uh, sorry, this podcast is brought to you by Game Day Squad, uh, Create, Coach and compete in fantasy footy uh, if you haven't played it before you open digital packs and get cards to make your team instead of selecting players from a player pool um, and you have different cards have different type of multipliers to increase their scoring power you get free cards for logging in each week so make sure you sign up get an account uh, and get those free cards uh, head to gamedaysquad.com.au to check it all out all right ready to do this let's do it all right, into the most relevant names of the week. Uh, we'll go in game by game order. I didn't see this one, but I think you were switching between this one and the Ashes, I think you said. Yeah, Thursday night, it was a difficult yeah. night of sport because uh, really it was all happening. But uh, let's just give give a little bit of a, a violin out for Jacob Bauer, who yeah, second, second kick in the AFL. He was getting busy early. He was trying to do the right stuff and pinged a hammy, which is just devastating for the young lad. Uh, but th- what that did... That brought on super sub Jack Ross. Yeah. Now, I've got to give a, a shout out to my friend Jesse Shakespeare who dropped this guy to the waivers this week okay. because, like, you know, he'd been omitted from the squad, maybe didn't see he'd been in yeah, the Yeah, he did have an 80 the previous week, so no, he I don't might, know, might have some light. Maybe his squad, had, uh, it's just that packed out. Yeah, but uh, Ross was the highest score, despite missing the first, let's say, 10, 15 minutes of that first quarter. He was the highest score at halftime, ended up with 96 for the game. Um, two goals and just was... 
pretty everywhere. Like, he actually showed some nous in that Richmond team, which was crying out for yeah, someone absolutely. to get the ball. Yeah. Now, he's always been a player that we've um, we've liked the look of for a long time. Never really seems to get the role, and I'm pretty sure it was an outside role again this yeah. week coming on as a sub, um, and pretty unlucky to get dropped as well. But, you know... They don't really have a lot of options on that on the outside at the moment, Richmond. Yeah. So he might be someone who actually sticks around for a bit longer. And um, he's only a mid only though, isn't he? In I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like guys in Jesse's league though, uh, go pick him up because he's on the waiver. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so <laughs> another handy midfielder if you need one. We actually ran some numbers. Um, I'll drop this here. Um, so Case had this pretty good idea during the week, which is rare. But um, <laughs> he texted me. Go. That, now it's starting. Just let it flow. <laughs> let it flow through you. Um, he texted me. Uh, <laughs> messaged me on WhatsApp. He's like, I got an idea for an article, and he's like, I'll oh, scrape the um, scrape the oh, as many leagues as you can, and have a look at where you know. M1 averages, M2 averages, M3 averages, that sort of stuff. What you know, D1 averages. You can't really do that. So I just worked it out on um, averages in general. Like so, the top ten averaging players make up your you know your your M1s type thing. The sure. Top two. So, what do you think the hardest the hardest position to fill in fantasy is in a standard five seven? Uh, one five league. What do you think the hardest position to fill is? I definitely wouldn't say defenders. I, I feel like you know you, yep. you just you know you You're rotate through your D four D fives yep. most of the season. Uh, rucks. You always have people coming out of the woodwork, and if you've only got a ten team league, you can generally put someone good in everyone's team. Yep. I think M seven is too. Is that too obvious? No, nah, bingo. Yeah, M7. M7. Hardest, hardest position to fill on your yeah. field is M7. So we're scraping around for forwards. Everyone's talking about how for, half forwards are, whatever. Yeah. Your midfielders are the, the hardest place to go. And that's because you're playing seven of them, really. I think whenever you do, even, I mean, even if you only do yearlies, I know this is a Keeper League podcast, but like once you get to that, you know, that part of your draft, you know that it is getting you know, bottom of the barrel. You really yeah. need someone to break out in that space. Or you I've, know. I've said this multiple times this year, but when we were doing our draft, towards the end, just trying to find a, um, a last midfielder for your bench mm. or, you know, just some depth in that position I found it so hard um, I lucked out by picking up Connor Nash really late and oh, now he's the brilliant. starting midfielder for yeah, me but excellent. he was one of our last picked uh, well, really late in the draft but my point is Jack Ross is one of these guys that you could play as an M7 in yeah. that hardest spot and um, yeah he could go okay if he continues this role going forward so. M7 is that if you you know if you've got the ability to loop in your leagues, he's that's the position that you're hoping that guy on the bench can get you an eighty in that first game of the week. Yeah, correct. And then you're plugging that in most yep. times. Hundred percent. So yeah, M sevens, Jack Ross, they're the types of guys you wanted them. That's why I advocate picking up guys like Rory Sloan and stuff like that that no one really wants but scores okay each week. Anyway, uh, moving on to Oliver Florent in this game, 103 points, 30 touches and 10 marks. I'm assuming that was off the halfback line as he's been doing. Or? Just said, just seemed to be yeah, flowing through yep. the middle pretty yep. well okay. all game. Running down that wing, um, <sighs> Sydney such a mixed bag at the moment like you know I think we've lamented the Bulldogs for so long because they've got so many people that on a different week can play a different role Sydney's starting to get that flavour about them you know ever since maybe Chad Warner has uh, hit the sidelines it's never the same guy each week and I don't know like Ollie Florent he is a good plug and play yeah, if you can get if you can get that Thursday or Friday night game, hundred percent. Yeah, you can. Like, well, that's what happened to me. Kays had him on the bench. Fucking Kays. <laughs> yes, yes, half had him on the bench. Fuck and, uh, you, Kays, and looped them on. So, um, yeah, no, that did happen to me. So, yep, perfect scenario. Probably ten minutes into the podcast. Yep. Yep. Now, 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 now we're to swear it at him. I was trying to be diplomatic, but yeah, you can imagine. What I'm, I won't be letting him on the show again by the end of it. I'll be writing him off. But anyway, Jake, um, Lloyd, Jake Lloyd's next, mate. Yeah, let, the, let it flow. Well, more about Jake Lloyd. We've already kind of touched on what happened. So the thirty-eight points for Jake Lloyd. What's the flow and effect for this week, do you think? My thinking is that um, 
we might see Braden Campbell go back to that halfback line. Yeah. He's been on the wing a little bit more. So he might be just a good one week uh, stream this week. That's just my thoughts there. So I yeah. think it saves our guy Angus Sheldrick again. He had a, yeah. he had a like, lower game. It was a bit knocked around. Um, only got the 14 disposals this week. Yeah. But again, he might just ride that wave of availability. You just, you know, you got to have him in there and he can, you know, hopefully he just performs better than he did this week. Yeah. No, I agree. So that might be another one that. But peps up there, so um, yeah. There's Before we move on from the game, yep. to- Toby Nankervis, uh, we yes. haven't we haven't seen the MRO yet, but he's gone to the tribunal, so you're thinking three plus weeks. Yep, generally the case. What are we doing with the Richmond Rucks? Oh yeah, what's who's the um Sa- uh, is the Ryan? Is that the other one? Samson Ryan is that yeah. yeah, so he's the one that's been coming in, and who's the other big fella? Uh, Graham is it? I can't remember his name. They usually roll with one of them. Soldo's not a still around, is he? I think he is actually. So, but they just haven't been rolling with him, so I'm not sure what's happening with him as well. But he could be a player as well. Something to watch. In. Yeah, if Soldo comes in as number one ruck, that'd be a three week play for sure. Um, move on to the next game: the Dogs versus Collingwood. I thought the Dogs were going to have this one, but uh, Collingwood uh, shone through at the end. Uh, I watched this kind of like passively at the pub. Yep. Uh, on a staff do at the end of term. Nice. Cody Waitman is making a name for himself in the last Absolutely. month. Like, yeah. I, I think he went through that period where he was just flopping around for free kicks a lot <laughs> yep. and yep. everyone was just saying, like, let's put this guy to the side. Yeah. But, yeah, the last three, four weeks, he's really starting to show some uh, regular scoring Pops up for regular goals and he's like a lot more scores in that 75 to 95 region. I think the Dogs as well just being a bit more reliable in terms of their results as well. Like I know they lost this game, but we're playing the uh, the top of the ladder side. Yeah. And we're competitive for most of the game as well. So earlier in the season, though, you're a bit, probably we're all a bit questioning on the Dogs and where they're at. So they look like a def- definite finals contender this year. So I think on the back of that, um, yeah, a few of these players are getting on the end of a few goals. Another guy is kind of in a similar boat is Jamara Hagen, who's really come on Absolutely, yeah. Um, he had 10 marks and two goals. 92 points for him but talked about him last week I don't know there's something about him that just look, I just look at him and go this guy is going to be like a 75 maybe to 80 average kind of key forward one day you know what I mean so he doesn't really have like he doesn't have the body shape no he doesn't from, like just by the eye of like the, the bulky key forward so maybe he's a bit more rangy and can yeah. get other ground it's not even just that it's oh, he's just good on the lead like he's quite athletic he's quite hard to take on the lead so he seems to be on the end of a few take a few grabs and when he has a shot like he's generally pretty reliable with him as well yeah so and like yeah he does have that kind of little bit of X factor about him as well that could add a few you know sneaky goals here and there or goals on the run and things like that round 7 to 10 he had 4 consecutive scores in the 40s yep Last two games has gone ninety ninety. Yep. Like um, you don't know whether it, it, he is just starting to push in the right direction, but yeah. like if you've got Hugo Hagen stocks, he's shown he can do it. Uh, if it's someone you can hold at the end of the year, you know, you're onto a good stock. Yeah. Number one draft pick. I know we haven't had a great history with key forwards being taken as number one mm. draft picks in the in the past, but I don't know. I think he might buck the trend and, uh, you know, we might see a, a Jeremy Cameron type eventually. Who knows? Oh. Give, him a, give him a few years. Though. He's going to take He's going to take a few more years, that's for sure, but he'd, he'd want to be stashing for sure. What about the other key forward, Nort? Uh Yeah, four goals. The, I think, like, this is more of a probably a, I hate saying this, but more of a tip of the cap performance to Aaron Norton. Four goals to get to 81 points. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. I, like, He's you've, a gun been, and you've been can, waiting all season for yeah. him. Yeah, and he's a gun and he can do it quite regularly if he's kind of on. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it just goes to show that's the kind of way he scores. He's definitely through mark, kick, goal type thing. So, yeah, not as much of a fan, but uh, look, tip of the cap to him. Good performance. Um, Jeremy Howe has uh, returned in the last two weeks. 89 points. Players that take marks across halfback, you know, anyone who does it. And Kayser's theory, whoever takes 10 marks will score well. And it tends to ring true because, you know, you get 60 points out of it <laughs> pretty much, like mark and then the kick. But uh, he's definitely a player that can get to that 10 mark kind of average, you know, per game. Well, not average, but can take 10 marks on quite a few occasions. Three games back from injury, he's gone 80s, 
And then I think he had a, like a 30-odd yeah, last week against the Suns, and yeah, now he's yeah. back to 80. He's one that I'm really pissed that I just didn't hit up on waivers while he was sitting yeah. around. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of my teams are, you know, kind of aiming for finals. You want that reserve player. Collingwood playing a lot of early week marquee matches. Yeah, that that's an absolute miss on my behalf that, uh, yeah, just didn't pick him up when I had the opportunity. We might tackle a listener question right now because it kind of seems fitting to talk about this one. But um, TTQ03 on Twitter asked, um, basically, since Nick Dacos has moved back into the midfield, um, we've seen Quainer's um, score yeah. spike. And he just reckons, is that something that continued? But now when you think about it, you've got Howe who scored well on the weekend. Johnny Noble. It wasn't Johnny Noble, yeah, yeah, like, like a, a couple of hundreds in the last yeah, couple of weeks. So, like, is that a catalyst for more scoring? Like, they're just less, you know, Dacos-centric at coming out of defence, and these guys are just putting up better scores now. It just seems to be bounding around a little bit. Yeah. You know, they're, they're happy to possess the ball. Um, I'd, I'd get on where I can. Um, you yeah. know, Quain is definitely having one out of the box, and he's one that I'm not sure can keep it up. But yeah. Johnny Noble has absolutely shown he can be more than serviceable. Yeah. Each week in a fielded position. Quainov just really, he's gone about this kind of interceptor kind of factor to his game a bit more. Like taking yeah. a lot more marks and just reading the play really well at the moment. So I'm not sure if something's clicked there for him. That kind of gives me faith. Like I, I know what you mean. Like he doesn't strike me as like a, a highly consistent fantasy scorer. We have actually made him 2G4P, so I apologise to listeners for talking about him. <laughs> How but, dare you? <laughs> but like, it's something to note that well, we, I like talking about role changes and of course. team changes because yeah, yeah. like, it does affect Mate, quite your a podcast, few. So. Do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> yeah. So um, he, that's one of them as well. So um, more the more the day cost going into the midfield. But yeah, good spot by uh, Taylor Q because you know I knew what's happening, but I just didn't actually think about the flow and effects um, for other players. So yeah, that's a some, that's worth a shout anyway. Um, Jamie Ellis. Elliot had 81 points. He's had back-to-back scores in the 80. Another one, a bit like Norton, you know, needs bulk goals to score anywhere near decent. Yeah. But um, would you go there if you needed a forward? A couple of years ago, I can remember Billy going on this run. In like, it kind of like did little short stints in the midfield. Yeah, yeah and he, he was had like, as a midfielder. Had a massively good run and then, you know, got injured. And that's a couple of years ago. Midfield wasn't where it is now. Nah. So, yeah, you really do need those... Uh, games where maybe they're playing a defence who are more prone to leaking some goals because Collingwood aren't necessarily a high-scoring team. Yeah. Um, you know, they haven't completely blown teams out of the water. They just crunch them when it matters. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you see the matchup, get Billy in there for sure. Yeah, I reckon so as well. I think as well there's a bit of dogs factor in as well. Teams have been scoring well against the dogs lately as well. So, um, yeah, I noticed last week that I think that was half the side. I can't remember who was playing them, but had 80 plus against them as well. So, yeah. just another thing as well maybe to um, factor in. Um, a few questions last week about Trent Bianco. Just, is he ever going to play again? Well, he came in. We finally saw him this week. So, uh, <laughs> I didn't points. see this portrait of the game. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see him have one touch. <laughs> came on as a sub. Um, just a bit of talk about him last week. So, I thought we'd highlight that. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> like thumbs, he's, thumbs up, Trent. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it might, we were talking about does he get delisted at the end of the year and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, there might be something there for him if he can kind of get in on the back of this. Um, we'll move on to the next game. Um, that was Brisbane versus West Coast. There's a lot of West Coast factor to the scoring um, in this game. A lot of big scores for the Brisbane side one including Jack Gunston who had 127 six goals Jack I just want to say it's very clever timing to come back from your mid-season training block against West Coast a, can like, I a two week training block <laughs> yeah, yeah. like I heard a discussion on this like how many training sessions <laughs> yeah. if you were doing a block can you actually fit into two weeks and like uh, maybe six yeah I don't know yeah maybe yeah I think they were probably just doing full time running for two weeks but yeah it doesn't really I don't know it doesn't really make sense to me but this is part of the training block because yeah, that's maybe. what it is well, like playing West, West Coast, Coast is probably a training run so yeah you're probably onto something there six goals there 
still don't love it. <laughs> no, absolutely it. not. If you think if you think you can maintain that after, like it might be a good wave wire pickup because Gunton has been a good you know a, fan, a good forward in the past, but. From what we've seen previously this year, it doesn't really excite me at all. But if you think he's turned a corner, you know, maybe. Hats off for anyone who had the, you know, cojones to actually Put play him, him this week yeah. and get 127 <laughs> out of it because that is just disgusting. Someone that might be a bit more interesting is Jared Lyons. So yeah, I, I like this one a lot. 110 points, but massive fantasy scorer last year. I had him in um, one of my keeper leagues last year and he was at the point where I was captaining him like some weeks. Yeah. And he's scoring me 150s and things like that as captain. His career has been excellent from yeah, a yeah. fantasy perspective. So the I guess the um, the glaring omission was Josh Dunkley. Yeah. He's out. So does he remain in the side? Has he done enough to remain? Once Dunkley is back, yeah. uh, Lions is trash. That's another one. Case had Lions on field this week. <laughs> Jerk. Absolute jerk. I oh, know. You, you, you progressed a little bit. Uh, yeah. Uh, mate, I, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think you can put any stocks in lines. Play them while you can. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, and that was at the, at the on the on the back of weaseling another coach, um, not realising uh, lines would come in this week, and trading him an injured player for him as well. So, what a jerk. What an absolute jerk. You're a hurt guy. Would you like a hug after the podcast? I'd love a hug after the podcast. Um, Darcy Wilmot is the next one. Um, he's just showing some form. Um, we've seen so much potential from Darcy Wilmot. Uh, like more so like he didn't play at all until the finals last year, but before he even kind of debuted um, the preseason games we saw, he just looked like the fantasy type off that halfback flank. He's been kind of rotating between halfback and the wing. Yeah, pushed up to that weeks. wing. Yeah. And I think he was playing on another younger player, but I can't remember who it was. Uh, for oh, Was it Hewitt? No, it was another one. But anyway, um, he, had a, he had a pretty friendly matchup. That's all, all I remember from it. So, um, yeah, just another one to think about. Um, if you've got him in your keeper leagues, he's definitely someone I'd be holding for the future. With Daniel Rich out at the moment, I know he's on the wing this week, but... Yeah, he's he's got the right type of game for fantasy and he's just starting to show a few things, that's all. I can't see Rich coming back no, anytime the, soon. The only one I can think of is James Madden. Like, yeah. you know, Halfback Flank could replace him. but um, Wilmot is yeah. in a decent vein, vein of form. Fantasy-wise, like, you know, I think it's nearly 80 three-week average. Three week yeah, average. it's definitely been above 70s, yeah. So, you know, does have a couple of tough matchups coming up against Melbourne and Geelong, so it might be an asterisk there. But you're yeah. right, in terms of, uh, you know, future stocks, great. Do you think he does enough? Do you think he gets mid only next year? That's the other thing as well. Like if he's, I don't think, don't know if he's played enough on the wing to. Yeah, I, I think maybe the first half of the season might yeah, yeah. hold him in that defensive position. Yeah, hopefully. So, hope, yeah, yeah mid only to. is not rosterable. Yeah. Um, speaking of defenders, Brady Hoff, 111 points. Now this is another interesting one um, about West Coast. So we're seeing these defenders just trying to stem the bleeding. So we're seeing this defender score really well because they're not really trying to kick the ball forward at no. all. They're going sideways and just trying to hold the ball for as long as they can. Once they've done about six or seven chip rounds of defense, they go, oh, we probably should try to do something here. Yeah. Bomb it forward, ball comes straight back type things. So like, that's what's happening with West Coast at the moment. So any of these defenders that are playing like half-back lines. Hunt, Duggan. Yep, yeah. Uh, yeah, McGovern coming back in this week, like just straight to, to 90s. Um, Seagull Witherden. Yep, exactly. Witherden's a big one. So like, yeah, those kind of players, and when Hurden comes back even, they're just going to be chipping around so much. So there's going to be a lot of points in these West Coast um, defenders. So I'd be buying stocks in a few of them. So Hoff might be one that you might want to think about if he can play. I I tend to feel like if I don't know what a player looks like, I shouldn't (laughs) own them in anything. And you you put a line up in front of me, I would not be able to identify Brady Hoff. Yeah, I I could pick him out. Um, I reckon he's number 37. I can't remember. but The um, the faceless man. I've I've got him. I've got him. I know he is. So um, yeah, no, he's one uh, one I'd think about. Um, Yeah, and just a few more, I guess. Jeremy McGovern coming back in this weekend. He 
he should be owned in most keeper league sides, but he might have been dropped to the waivers just due to the injury. Absolutely, as well. but he'll get a, he'll feast back there on some marks and things the like only, that as well. The only hard thing is. Um, West Coast lineup, and obviously their their proneness to injury has oh, just been yeah. outstanding this year. Yeah, um, but maybe that you know, maybe Hearn didn't play just because they didn't want to fly across the country to Brisbane. Yeah, you know, you, you just don't know what that lineup is going to be each week. So yeah. make sure if you do have a back line that has a couple of West Coast faces in it, you've got to have some backup for that. Hundred um, percent. West Coast youngsters will continue on that trend. Uh, Elijah Hewitt had sixty two points, but I guess the impressive point was he had a 50 point first half yeah that's the thing so and 14 cbas in that and very low time on ground so this kid has so much flair um i think he's going to take a while to get to the you know fantasy rosterable you know heights i actually traded him out this week just for uh defense cover yep um because I, he had some currency i guess and he's not making my 16 keepers this year um so traded him out for a just a uh who's it tom barras um, just for a defence cover because I had no one on the bench. Well, it's a thing. Perfect but, um, time of the season to make that move. Yeah, but like I didn't want to do it. That's the thing. Like I just I only did it out of necessity because he's someone I actually rate for the future. So, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's uh that's how much I play, how much stock I place in that guy. If you're sure. in contention this year, you've got to be looking at any player that you you will not be able to carry into the next year and saying who has currency. Yeah, yeah. And trying to flip that player now. Yeah, hundred percent. So even if even if I'm probably not going to keep Brass, at least fixes up a. I've got so many injured defenders. Oh, mate, so, if, yeah. he, if he can score you points <laughs> yeah. in those, you know, finals games, then yeah, exactly. well worth it. Exactly. Um, oh, speaking of defenders, we'll move on to the next game, uh, GWS versus Hawthorne. Sam Taylor had 91 points. Um, I'm not sure what fantasy was, but it was probably the best game I've seen him play oh, this year. The contestant so, marking of that guy yeah. is remarkable. Yeah, he's a freak. In a, in a team that is middling, you know, yeah. Giants are, you know, neither here nor there each week, but... Yeah, man, Sam Taylor can just hit a pack and come down with a ball with consistency. Probably, like, I reckon his first six games he was scoring really well, like a couple of years ago when he first started playing. I think he had, like, an 80-plus average for over the first bit of his career. Obviously, being a key defender, that kind of gets stifled by the defensive roles you have to do. Yeah. Uh, and it's, this is probably a tip-of-the-cap performance to him. But, for sure. you know, it was just good to see um, a key defender do his thing back there, I guess. If I was playing against someone who had a 91 from Sam Taylor, I'd feel aggrieved. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, lucky Kays didn't have him either. But anyway. <laughs> Um, Harry Perryman uh, 87 points so yeah we were talking about him before he's back in defence on the half back line it's not as nice for his scoring but probably better in the makeup of your fantasy teams um, as well so yeah and I think he got back status back is that what you said before yeah, yeah so picked up the that. defensive status which is a godsend you know this is a guy that um, has you know dealt in 50s and 60s for a portion of this season yeah um, which was just, you know, that's poison in your midfield. But, um, you know, if you can slide him into D4, D5, you're great. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, another one that's kind of, yeah, I guess he's come back to the podcast. Was playing a lot of uh, midfield time at the end of last year as well, which was probably a bit better for his fantasy scoring. I don't think we see that come back under a you know new coach or anything like that. Not well, anytime soon. With but the development of people like Finn Callahan now, yeah. um, there's just not as much room for him. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, Tom Green going another level this year as well. Yeah, they don't really need him as much. Uh, Jake Riccardi and Jesse Hogan have just kind of put them together because they kicked seven goals between them and they both scored 86 points. This is um, um, totally matchup dependent for these kind of guys. Yeah, like yeah. if you can get a, a Kangaroos, a Hawthorne, a West Coast, play them. Yeah, 100%. Streamers for sure. Yeah, we've seen so many um, Yeah, key forwards go big against those types this year. So definitely ones to think about. Jesse Hogan, I think, is more of a, a longer term play this season though anyway. He's somebody who could win you a few matches if he kicks a few goals as well. So Just handy, bobs up. Yeah, exactly. Know, get the pill, good kick of the football. Riccardi, not so much, but yeah, 
he's probably second fiddle, that's all. Um, Connor Hyden is a player I'm just kind of always have my eye on because um, he just plays that right a game cross halfback. He's probably the more defensive of the kind of Ash types and other players they've got back there. But he can pop up with an 80 and he's probably rosterable in most leagues. Um, I wouldn't be playing him each week. I picked him up off the waivers in two leagues this week yeah. um, because I, I looked at his average and it was like high 60s. You know, yeah. I reckon like 68, 69 for the year. Yeah. And I looked at who I was actually playing on field and like some of them are like 66 and you know, you hold onto these names because you yeah. like, you just feel like you should be playing them. Yeah. I could just pick up Connor Ride and yeah. then just plug him in and he's going to get more. Yeah. That's how I feel with like a lot of- um, Pride, mate. Yeah. It's pride. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're holding on for them to actually, you know, I'm, I'm right because I picked him up at the start yeah, of the year exactly. and it's, it's going to happen. I'm smarter than this. Yeah, yeah it's going to happen. Like there's so many of those that you could actually, yeah. Probably stifles a bit of trading in leagues as well. Um, people not trading as much because they want to hold oh, on to those 100%, players. 100%, mate. But um, I don't know. I'm not even that much of an advocate for trades. But I think think if you've got if you can replace players with like people on the waivers that are doing the same job, you might as well see what you can do with them. Uh, Connor McDonald, uh, eighty six points, um, just playing that higher half forward role, but twenty three touches uh, and a goal, so he's uh, putting together a pretty decent season. Some of these Hawthorne youngsters actually are, are playing pretty well at the moment. We got Josh Ward who had eighty points. He got some more midfield time this yeah. week. Uh, nine CBAs, kicked two goals, so he must have got forward there. And I'm uh, oh, sorry, I was at the pub when this game was on before the poor game, so I didn't really see too much of this one either. I saw uh, you there with your beer, mate. Yeah. Uh, getting your pre-game in. Yeah, geez, uh, actually, the, the port game is a bit hazy. I don't remember too much of it, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> Josh, I mean, let's put Josh Weddle into that list as well. Yeah, like, in terms of serviceable young guys yeah. who, if you've, uh, you know, invested young, hopefully you can hold on to them for the years to come because I think they'll develop quite quick. 100%, yeah. Um, he was a player that I, is a bit rangier type. I thought he might be in like a Granger Barras type mould that he might be, you know, they're trying to consolidate those key forward stocks. But actually seeing him play that kind of halfback interceptor kind of role yeah. um, is a lot more encouraging for his fantasy stocks going forward. you just got to be that guy that is there for the 45 degree kick from the fullback yeah, or 100%. from the kick out and he seems to situate himself around that position. Yep. Hopefully he can stay there. 100%. So yeah, hopefully he doesn't have to play too many um, more defensive roles but he just seems to pop into the right places. You know what I mean? And, and even though his scoring isn't huge at the moment, um, plays the right side of the game at the moment. Are you, um, are you okay to talk about Jarman Impey? I can. I can talk about Jarman Impey. <laughs> I just want to know what happened. Like, I, I didn't see Well, I didn't see too much of Jarman Impey because he didn't actually get the ball. I did have it on my phone for a lot, like just sitting in front of me at the table, um, but I was talking shit with my mates, so I probably didn't pay too much attention. Like, what happened? Like, he didn't get injured. There's no injury report. Like, Let, let's talk about the last five weeks. 97, yeah. oh. 118, and the, most of this is during buys when we weren't actually playing. Yeah, exactly. 1-2-4. Uh, yep. Hawthorne had their buy, came back with a 108. Then he had a week off, like it was managed or like just didn't play. He was sick, I reckon. And now he's come back. Maybe he's just, I don't know, fatigued from that, but yeah. at 23 and subbed. Yeah. So, like, I've, yeah, I've obviously got him on my list. I've, I missed all of those massive scores. Yeah, so, that's yeah. 100% because we didn't play at the four weeks to buy. They would have won me matchups. They would have me higher on the of ladder. Of course. Of you get 120 um, out of Jarman MP, yeah. mate. Yeah, First week good. comes back, I get a zero from him because he doesn't play, and then I get a 23 on field. So, yeah. Jarman doing you wrong. Good, good. Thanks, Jarman. <laughs> Legend. Um, I've got Jimmy Webster here. Um, 85 points. I'm not telling anyone to go pick up this guy because that was his best score of the year. But did have a look at his um, numbers over the last few weeks. He's actually had six 60-plus scores in a row yeah. in the last weeks. So, like, guys that have kind of pretty – that's a pretty high floor for a guy you wouldn't you draft with your last pick in a draft type thing. So. My, my history with Jimmy Webster is whenever he starts to get, like, a decent run of games in, I'll pick him up and then he gets injured – like seriously, yeah. Like I can, yeah. Like I'm pretty sure he got like a lacerated leg when they played Port Adelaide in China and had to be like carted home. Yeah, I, I think reckon you're right, that was actually. Jimmy Webster. Yeah, 
rings a bell. Rings a bell. Tends to get injured poorly for a long time. Yeah. So just don't be sucked in. <laughs> yeah, fair point, fair point. Yeah, and no, I'm not advocating it, but like I said, just a high floor. So not too bad for a guy. You would probably undrafted in our league, to be honest. Um, if I've got that wrong and the podcast listeners, just, you right. know, just yeah, text in your criticisms. Yes, we're never 100% correct on this show. <laughs> That's a disclaimer. Um, Marcus Windhager's just going about his thing, 77 points. Pretty handy return for a guy that you're probably playing your forward lines. Yeah. You, he's not going to be forward status much longer. No, you wouldn't be. Just following yeah, yeah, around yeah. the uh, opposition's best ball winner. Yeah, but this year, if you've got him, you're probably pretty happy with his. That's those kind of high seventies. I think at seventy five last week as well. So you're probably pretty happy with that. We talked up Stephen May last week. Um, I think he had a eighty or a ninety last week. One hundred twenty three this week. Um, I guess it's probably a bit of defenders against St Kilda. That factor. Yeah, there. but as well, Max King goes down in the first seconds of the game, and all of a sudden his matchup is not there anymore. Yeah. So he's just able to do whatever he liked for the whole game. I think you just oh, probably yeah, got lucky in, with the matchup this week and yep. the circumstance around Stephen May. Yeah. Now, nah, fair enough. That's a fair point. That said, though, he does take quite a few kick-ins. Oh, like no doubt. Stuff no doubt. But the hundred, yeah, hundred and twenty plus Stephen May. Yeah. Nah, it's not going to happen that often. But again, handy, worth owning. I think um, for if he's out there on any waiver wise, which I think he is. I think he's under forty percent owned in the yep. competition. So just float around. Have a think about no that. Key, one. No key forward to take. Thank exactly. you very much. Um, another player. I've got on my radar at the moment is James Jordan. So I just saw a huge spike in his CBAs this week. Um, only had 79 points, but what's going on with Clayton Oliver? Have you saw all the footage oh, last mate, week? And yeah, stuff like arguing that? with a trainer. Yeah, yeah. So three to four weeks, did they say? Yeah, something like that. So he might be the guy that rolled in there for the next few weeks. Um, so. Particularly given that Petrucca seems to be having, like, a, again, a decent run of form forward. You know, that if, he, if he's more, let's say, 60 to 70% of the forward line, CBOs have to be taken by someone, and James Jordan is, you know, he's, he's a little bit of a big, bigger body. He can yeah, play through. For sure. So, yeah, just have a think about that one because he's, um, yeah, definitely a player that's done in the past. Um, a couple of years ago, he was probably Rookie of the Year, Cash Cow of the Year. Yeah. Um, in the classic format, just given what the numbers he put up. So, might it, and I know TG for P, but Brayshaw might also get a little kick out of this for the next month true or that. so. I saw he got given mid, uh, uh, midfield status as well um, this week for the amount of midfield time he's playing over the last few weeks as well. Mainly on the wing, though, but. Yeah, same same deal though. Um, moving on to the Port game again. Don't remember a lot, but um, I know we won. I know it was, we were down at half time. Mate, um, nine goal third quarter. Yeah. Beautiful. You were at this game as well, weren't you? I was. Took yeah. my son along, and yeah. uh, he, he said uh, during the second quarter he was getting a little bit bored. I said, ah, just, just stick with <laughs> it. Just stick with it. And uh, no, third quarter, loved it. That's good. Yeah, no, it's always good when you you, you know get on top of a side and Gold Coast. I don't know. Like a, a team that should be probably better than they are. Probably did expect this result in the end yeah. um, in this game. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, out of this game, wasn't a lot to talk about from a fantasy perspective that isn't already too good for the podcast. Kane Farrell just seems to be getting a bit more consistent. 77 yeah. points after a good score last week. Um, and the only other one is who's probably forever going to be on this podcast is Rory Atkins. Oh, the rat. 103 points. Just... Just a heap of nothing touches, really. Like well, he, he seems to <laughs> occupy that space yeah. between the halfway mark and the defensive 50, and yep. he just floats along that wing there looking for a cheap kick yep. all the time. And I think he took a kick out or two as well. Which bless his heart. Him. Yeah, he yeah. gets him. I just, do, you think he, do you think he holds his spot on the side? or 103 uh-huh. points. Like, he's had, obviously had quite a few touches. 
Um, I'm not sure what the uh, efficiency was like. I've actually probably got it here in front of me. 80% efficiency, so not too bad. But again, a lot of those are just little chips and oh, like, nothings no and doubt. stuff like that. I just that, don't so. know who they're bringing <laughs> in. Like they, they've got Flanders in the side. Yeah. They've got Humphrey in the side. Like It's not like they've got a lot of guys kind of swimming around. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I don't know. He might be a, he might be a player because I think he's still under own on the waivers as well, given that he got dropped a few weeks ago and was sub last week. So one to think about. Um, probably a tip of the cap performance to Levi Casbolt, uh, 88 points, um, four goals there. He's actually, they've got a. They've been. He's been worth their while. Levi Casbolt. I think so. In, so. Like as a bolt, like you know, he actually contested really well on the weekend. Port have been pretty miserly in terms of um, what they give up to opposition key forwards. Yeah. Um, and Casbolt had the grunt and the size to actually like make himself a presence on the weekend. So. Um, I don't know whether he can do it again, but yeah, no. yeah 80 points. Go for it. Yep, definitely. Um, all right, let's move on to the Sunday matches now. Grind Myers, again, this again, this is that North Melbourne factor now. We talked about West Coast factor earlier. Now it's going to be North Melbourne factor. Um, Grind Myers at 128 points. Uh, backed up his 98 from last week. Um, plays that high half forward role, so he does manage to get up the ground and get a few kicks that way. Um, gets on the end of a few goals as well. Any interest in Grind Myers for you? Not really. Yeah, nah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I'm kind of the same, but yeah, like I said, back Sorry, to back, back to back, uh, w- good scores. So just one to think about. One to think about. Jack Bowes had his best return for yep. Geelong, um, hundred points. Such an interesting case, though. Well, he's played so many roles this year yeah. for them, and then been out of the side and injured and whatnot. But that was his best return so far um, on the halfback role, which is probably the the one that we want him in for the fantasy scoring. I think that's the one that comes most natural to him, and he can play his most natural game. I'm still not reading into it until I see him do it against someone that isn't North Melbourne, though. Um, there just seems to be so many points around, particularly early in this game. Yeah. I reckon uh, I'd, I'd caught it at quarter time in terms of the fantasy scores, and it seemed like half the team are above 25. You know, they're all tracking towards the century. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I'd, I'd have to see more. Yeah, 100%. Um, Tanner Bruin had 94 points. He's yo-yoing this year, like one good week, one bad week type thing. But, but he's showing future signs. stocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tanner Bruin signs. for sure. And then the other one was Brad Close. There's so many there's so many Geelong players to talk about in this game, but like you just can't read into it too much. Brad Close had 91 points, three goals. Zach Guthrie had 85 points and just, again, cheap touches, just like kind of like Atkins a little bit, but probably a bit more of a more classier player. Yeah, you don't, I, yeah, I yeah. don't necessarily think Zach <laughs> yeah. Guthrie... Uh, similar type of performance, though. No, no, yeah, <laughs> similar type of performance, though. Um, but yeah, so just another one to think about. The big, the big ones for were on the North Melbourne side of things. So Tristan Cherry, hundred and ten points. Yes, forty five hit outs with Goldstein omitted. It's Cherry time, isn't it? it? Makes me sad that I do not own this guy anywhere. Yeah, in any of my leagues, and I want Cherry stocks for sure for the future. He's their number one ruck. Like it's been flagged for so long. It's just getting him on the park um, and just kind of respectfully moving Goldstein aside, I think, yeah, has been like I'm hard a little for bit them sad. Too. I'm a little bit sad for the Goldstein owners, the people with the, the mature Keeper League squads that, you know, yep. Goldstein's been pretty good this year. Yeah, again. he's been fine. Like he's what, late, um, he'd be what, 35, 36 years old? Yeah, he's old. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you just might not get those last couple of games which you really need out of Goldie. Yeah, I'm um, Because it's, yeah, it's Sherry time. Yeah, nah, it, it's happening now. As long as he can stay fit, I think. I reckon you will probably see Goldstein come back for a farewell game at some stage or yeah. something like that. Might be in round 24 when you need Cherry to go big or something like that, so in the grand final. Um, so just think about that. But yeah, he's definitely one to be picking up for the future. I think Roy on the traders basically said any big guy who was the number one ruck um, in a side 
is going to be a, a decent fantasy score. Th- this guy's keeper league currency at the moment is sky high. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, I'm not advocating to, to trade him out, but if you've got a mature squad and you've got a decent starting ruck and maybe someone who is a passable backup, trade Jerry out, you'd get a bit. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, Cam Zerhart um, had 87 points, 13 CBAs. Simkin um, was concussed quite early in the game, mm-hmm. but it kind of seemed like he was in there already kind of playing that role. He's been doing it a bit this season anyway, but I think the path forward for Cam Zerhart is in a more of a midfield role. I, I rate him. Yes. Yeah, like when, so when they play Port Adelaide, obviously Zerhart's got the, the storied checkered pass now with Jason Horn francis Yes, yep. And he just, like, I can just recall him bowling through packs because yeah. he's just got the bulk to yeah, him. he's a nugget. Um, you know, they've got LDU in terms of a bigger body in the middle and they've got Wardlaw, they've got, um, what, she's now. But yeah. I, I reckon Zerhart can play a decent role for them in that space. Yeah, and he's just one of those guys that they need to kind of, like, they need to play him forward still as well. So, they're the type of forwards that you want. The the guys that are naturally forwards but pinch it in the middle. Yeah. I think that's going to be his role going forward. Kind of like Taron Thomas as well. And it might be even part of that rotation with him. Um, but he had 80 points and I guess we make him back to too good for the podcast now Too good well. for podcast. So, yeah. Too shit of a bloke. Yeah, exactly. But at least we don't have to talk about him anymore. <laughs> um, Hugh Greenwood had 85 points as well. So, he's another one that might get a bit of a Simpkin bump over the next week or so yep. too. So, he might be one you could consider streaming this week. I think I've got oh, him on a list somewhere. Yeah, the North Mids like uh, just getting injured for fun this year so yep. uh, Huey might uh, might do something for you in the you know run home yeah correct um, looking at the Crows Essendon game where Crows went down what a shame um, oh, <laughs> two port supporters in the room hate seeing that <laughs> uh, Archie Perkins though I feel like I talk about him every second oh, week it was great it was really good under three points um, he only had four CBAs last week and he had 16 for the total game this week there was a lot of CBAs a lot of goals kicked in this game oh it was amazing yeah yeah well, well I find it fascinating because you thought once Darcy Parrish had come back from his injury, uh, like oh, you, you were looking at Ben Hobbs CBAs and saying yep. he he can't get any. Now Perkins bobs up. Like it, yeah. it, it seems like you know that uh, I think Caldwell was suffered a little bit from memory, but from compared to previous weeks, yeah. but he still played pretty well. I mean, too. Brad Scott, uh, you know, bless his heart, actually seems to be you know dipping into his youth and giving them a fair fair shot in the middle, which yeah. is great. And it is the path forward for them. So yeah, hopefully that. Uh, Continues. Um, it might take a while to settle on who their kind of most used midfit is, but I think the positive we just well positive for keeper league coaches is not seeing Shield in oh, there as much. It, and we're we're seeing the end of Dylan yeah, Shield, yeah. and then you got to think about what's going to happen to Setterfield because I think he returns from injury this week. I don't think he's a walk up starter. Definitely not. Um, not, not in that midfield mix. Yeah, and then it's even on their wings. It's really hard to tell who kind of because that's another play position he could play. I don't even think he walks onto a wing. I'm not ready for Essendon yeah. to be good. Nah, neither. <laughs> it doesn't uh, feel right. Yeah, at least we got the chocolates over him last week. We'll rub that back into the fans. I know there's a few out there <laughs> so, <laughs> that listen to this show. Uh, let's move on to uh, tip of the cap to Peter Wright, I guess. Tip me to Peter. Yeah, 95 points. Eight marks and three goals. Again. Oh, he makes him look so much better up forward. He does. He does. Um, but again, not one we can probably rely on fantasy-wise. Same with Mac Welfie. Um, 88 points, two goals. We tip of the cap there. Caldwell was interesting. He only had 30 points in the first half and then had a 50-point second half yeah, to save involved. it. Um, I think I'm going to have to make him too good for the podcast, I think. Oh, he's right on that edge, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Four out of the last six scores have been above 80. Yeah. And that's kind of the threshold. You kind of do need, we kind of do say you need three or four in a row. But like the fact that he's got forward status, exactly. though, I think kind of tips it in that way. We're yeah. going to talk about him every week if we don't do something. So let's just move him on to too good because he's, he's owned in all the leagues out there. Like, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't really matter too much. The, the good thing for owners, if this is the last time you talk about him, is he should remain forward status 
next year. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that's a, that's definitely an option because um, like he keeps getting moved in and out of that midfield rotation as well. And so when he's not starting at the centre bounces, he's starting forward. So that should get into that 35% threshold given the start of the season as well and how high that was. Um, Mitch Hinge had 94 points. Um, I'm going to make him too good as well. Is, is he at that good of the year? Yeah, well, the last four weeks have been. So like if he's floating around waiver-wise, everyone's picked him up by now. So he looks real handy. Yeah, he does. Well, again, the Dawson moving out of that defense has just opened up a spot for him. Yeah. Dawson has been playing there a little bit more the last two weeks, I've noticed, but still not enough to kind of make an impact. That's all. Seems to be floating back there just a bit more when shit's getting tough. That's oh, all. man. If you, yeah, if you backed in Mitch Hinge this year, no, pow to you. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have picked it. I thought he was a diamond dozen winger um, who wouldn't score, wouldn't even make the side. But, you know, you see people like Jackson Haley not getting in and Hinge oh, just kind Schomburg, of taking over. So, yeah, Schomburg as well. Yep. So, no, Hinge has played well this year. Uh, moving on to the final game of the round, um, which was Fremantle versus Cullen. A bit of a shellacking that I didn't. Oh, no, I kind of had an inkling that Carlton would do it. They're starting to hit a rich vein of form, and we're, yeah. we're playing them this weekend. So we are. Going to be an interesting one. But uh, Lockie Schultz is the, one of the Keeper League's favourites. Um, 84 points, and he's had back-to-back 80s. This year, again, though, he's one that's definitely rosterable. Averaging 74 this season, which I think is one of his best returns so far. I was tracking this guy last night because uh, an opponent had him in a game which I actually lost in this league. I mean, the second game I've lost this year and he had a mixture of Jai Caldwell and Lockie Schultz yep. doing things on uh, Sunday afternoon which didn't help me. Yep. Um, did nothing in the third quarter and then just came home with it. Yep. Yeah, Freo seemed to um, lift in that last quarter as well. Especially um, Luke Jackson. Fuckhead. <laughs> I, was, I just remember I was winning by 10 points and then Luke Jackson just takes like two marks out of nowhere and it's just like, well, there's my yeah, league gone. Fuck <laughs> off. There's my league gone yeah. and kicks on the end of it. But anyway. You hold um, on to that league for like 20 minutes of the last quarter yeah, and then and it just goes in an last, instant. Last 10 minutes, well, last probably five minutes, just those two marks that God, took this up game. the ground. Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> Liam Henry uh, didn't back up his back-to-back tons, but still a 77. So, he will be, if he does an 80-plus next week, I'm 2G in that oh, guy as well. he's had a great month. Yeah, definitely on that wing. Um, Harry Mackay has had 118 for the last two weeks in a row as well. He's back. Um, still a bit dodgy in front of goals, but <sighs> still kicked three in this week. So Could you back in a key position player if you can't loop him? In the next month, like he's had yeah. some awful games this year. I know he has, but yeah, like I said, last two weeks, and like looking at out, he comes up against Port Adelaide this week. We don't have the best key defence. No, in definitely stocks not. As well. yeah. So um, our captain can't get a game, but that's probably fair. But I think I think we'll Aaliyah, see Jonas this week after Mackenzie went down. Yeah, true. Actually, yeah. So I didn't even realize that happened. So that's how good my Saturday night was. One of one of one of Kerno or Mackay are going to get a very tasty matchup. Yeah, this definitely. Because so. Aaliyah will take one of. Them and then the other one's free to go. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, Tommy Jonas hasn't been uh, that great at locking down players this year, so one of them will probably get off the chain. But uh, yeah, it might be Mackay again, so you know, I definitely want to think about your streamers. Um, and Lewis Young's been playing a backup uh, role in the ruck the last few weeks, I think, with Sil Farney being the other guy in there as well. So 72 points, yep. 10 hitouts. There was some news about Pitnet, but I didn't actually read it, so he might be returning. But I've got nothing for you. Yeah, yeah but if he, um, <laughs> if he actually return, if he doesn't return, he's just one that can add an extra 10 points per game through hitouts. So should be a, set, a 70 for you um, in your defense if you need it. Anyways, um, that's it for the uh, most relevant names of the week. Uh, we'll quickly talk about membership before we get into listener questions. But um, yeah, the members this year have been a huge factor in the show actually still running because with me doing the show, 
episode by myself. Um, it's just given me the luxury to actually take a day off and actually work on this podcast because if I didn't have that, uh, this show would be dead and buried by now. So it's a beautiful thing. Thank you to the members for uh, keeping this podcast going. Um, so yeah, if you want to show the support and keep the podcast going, uh, please sign up uh, as a member. Um, in return, we'll give you uh, some CBA analysis numbers, some kick-in numbers, state league fantasy scores, breakout tracker. We are nearing the end of the season as well and I think we do some of our, we do our best work in the pre-season, in the off-season. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah, and that's where our numbers are the biggest and uh, that's where all the best content comes out as well. So, And anywhere with the draft rankings, just to match it up yep. against your own thoughts yep. and, you know, just add uh, my thoughts you know, equal to what yeah. other people are thinking. They're my favourite. And you won't probably find too many Keeper League rankings out there that go no. to the depth uh, we do on the website. So, yeah, if you want to get access to those in the off-season, plus all the drafty analysis stuff that we do that's coming up, um, yeah, make sure you remember there. I uh, see one of your gold members is Fraser Gehrig. <laughs> I was about to read that G-Train. <laughs> I don't think it's the Fraser Gehrig looking oh, at what that a email, shame. but I think they've just put in a random name there. I would, but, love, uh, to, I would love to think that Fraser Gehrig, yeah. now post-career, is playing fantasy football, Keeper League fantasy yeah. football, and is subscribed. We do have a few uh, few celebrities in there. We have a uh, SA um, cricketing great uh, Mark Cosgrove. We read him out the other week. Love it. And we also have Ryan Daniels uh, from Channel Seven. Of course, Footy Rhino. Yeah, Footy Rhino. Um, there's a few in there. So yeah, I think there's another there's another Channel Seven uh, news reporter, not a sport one. I can't remember his name, but there's a few in there. Okay. Um, anyway, so it could be G Train. Could be Fraser. Could be. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for kicking hundred goals in that prelim, mate. I think we've also had a, someone signed up as Rowan Marshall, but I think there might be a few of those out there too. <laughs> <laughs> um, go members thank you to Jake Rowlings uh, Michael Grossman uh, Brendan Hillier Fraser Gehrig Dale Travers who's a good mate of mine actually been on the show before um, Cam Olsen Neil Turner Lockie Pound Stuart Reck and Matthew Pham so thank you to those uh, members out there that keep this podcast going week to week I, I don't see an applause sound effect button so I'm just helping yeah, you out I need to get one of those roadcasters <laughs> with a few buttons um, anyway let's get into listener questions we'll move through this pretty quickly because we are approaching the hour mark um we already talked about the Nick Dacos question and the Isaac Quainer. What do you expect um, Isaac Quainer to actually average from here on in? What's he got for the season? Like, um, it's yeah. up there. It's getting towards. You keep the, talking. I'll have a look. Yeah, it's getting there towards the eighties. Um, I think if Nick Dacos stays in that midfield, and, and he has yeah, to, yeah, so and he's locked into that. Now. Yeah, could win a Brownlow from there. Um, from this point onwards, I think uh, I personally, without kind of looking into it too much, I think he could. I think he's going to be above the eighty for the rest of the year. Isaac he's, he's, he's averaged seventy for the year to this point. Yeah, uh, I'm just having a look at what he's done lately. So in the last five weeks, one eighteen, seventy six, eighty seven, eighty seven, ninety two. Yeah, and so he had like started the year with a fifty five, thirty seven, fifty seven, fifty eight. Yeah, he is absolutely tracked in the right direction. Yeah, I feel like there's just been a bit of a switch, as in like. They've used him for more of a lockdown defensive type, and now it's like he's just been given a bit of a license to take the game on a little bit more. I 80 think. plus? Yeah, I think 80. Yeah, I think. And that's probably been conservative, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he could actually go bigger, but you take the 80 every day of the week from him. Um, at Dylan, with a bunch of numbers after it, uh, what's the best way to reset your team? Um, stuck with kids, um, a.k.a. Wardlaw, Jinby, and old farts like Zorko and Hall. Um, then also players in the twos like Will Brody and Elijah Holmes. Oh, Will Brody, that would break your heart. Please um, save my team, he says. Okay, well, you got you got to keep the Wardlaw and Jinbys. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a given. That That is your investment. Uh, Aaron Hall... If he plays, if he gets one good game out of him, flip him for whatever he can because he's just not going to get regular yeah, games. Any, like literally anything. You're like, like they'll just drop Goldstein. I reckon they'll drop Zebel soon. Yeah. So yeah, Aaron Hall's not going to get much. Dane Zorko is the interesting one because I think he has a role to play yeah, in the next month for Brisbane. He shows leadership. Um, 
And I think with Brisbane gunning for this is probably their they're probably teetering on the edge. Like they've been top four for the last yeah. four years. You don't see teams stay up for that long, no. really, like five years. So statistically, they're probably due for a drop off. Yeah. So if they want to win a flag, they're going to need guys like him. Zorgo really. is the interesting one as well because he's got that forward status. Yeah. So you've got to be looking at those top teams in your league and saying, okay, who's contending who also might yeah. have a juicy kid or two. Yeah. I'm not sure what you can package up. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're going to be willing to do the deal just to secure the premiership. So I think so. I actually got offered Zorko for Perkins, Archie Perkins last week. So I'm a contending team. Yep. I didn't take it though. I was, I'm pretty keen on Archie Perkins going forward. But would that be a, would that be a, a, a trade you'd consider? I, I think it comes down to kind of what you were talking about before in that everyone has got to consider how, how many are we keeping at the end of the year? Yeah, 100%. And is this person in that keepable list? Because yeah. if they're not, they are collateral yeah. and you've got to do something with them. Because if you don't act before the keeper trade deadline, yeah. then you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, 100%. So, like, if you're if you're looking at your league and you say, like, for example, ours where we only keep 16, go through our um, go through our junior fantasy numbers and look for some of the guys who were good fantasy juniors but haven't cracked the, t- uh, the team yep. yet or whatever. And maybe try to get rid of your halls and players like that and Will Brodies and Hollands and stuff like that for any of those guys that haven't really debuted yet. So, off the top of my well, off the top of my head, someone like Lockie Cowan as well, like was a, a like a massive junior scorer. I know he's played already, but it's his fantasy numbers at the senior level aren't great, so yep. people might just be ready to flick him away. There's a kid for Western Bulldogs, Harvey Gallagher, who has been in and out with injury, but did some really classy things in the VFL on the weekend, who I really like as well. So players like that that haven't debuted yet that could be in the mix in the next two or three years and, and might like, be a way to go about it. Another category of player that I'd be really keen on is your guy like Neil Erasmus. Yeah, who, correct. Yeah, uh, those type uh, Highly touted junior, high draft pick. People would have invested early in drafts and now would be sick of him not getting a decent turn at yep. it. Um, he's played sub a couple of times. You know, he's been in the first but hasn't shone. Yeah. Um, target him. Yeah, try to get those kind of players or, yeah, players that don't have the name yet and that might be the way you go about it because there's probably coaches there that just don't care about them, especially if they're in higher-ranked teams yep. that are sitting top, top of the ladder type thing. Um, at AFL Fantasy Qs, is Dylan Stevens ever going to get back in the team? Still carving up in the twos. That's, he's got two questions here. So that's the first one. I think it's a chance this week, actually, because I think my feeling what I would do if I was horse, I'd put... Um, I put Campbell back in defence this week and played Dill Stevens on a wing this Look, week. Their, their season's cooked. Yeah, exactly. So, so play players like him. horse, I mean, horse and kids is just yeah. his own thing. But with danger. <laughs> um, you know, he's got the perfect opportunity now to try to figure out who on the list actually has uh, some value in yep. the last month. Correct. So hopefully Dill gets a, a bit of a run at it. If not, he's probably going to get asked for a trade at the end of the year as well. So that could be juicy as well. Like, South Australian? Yeah. So if he comes back to the Crows, there's... Probably a wing spot for him there. Yeah, for sure. Been playing there a bit yeah. uh, this oh, year. So. Crows midfield's yeah, yeah. a weak spot. So. Yeah, so that's one to think about. He could even play an inside role. He's probably got the size to do it these days. And I think he played a bit of inside as a junior as well. So. And all of a sudden you get that opportunity and uh, yep. rocket. So, yeah, I'll definitely be holding him. That's the thing. Um, does Schoenberg get into the team full-time for the Crows? Can't see it. No, neither. Just kind of looks like an almost player. Two seasons um, ago, like the the pre year hype on Harry yeah. was fantastic, and he's just done nothing with it. Yep, people will remember me just telling them not to buy in. So just oh, throw okay, that out right. there. Yep. <laughs> Hang that medal around your neck, man. Yeah, no, nah, next minute he'll probably play this week and score hundred. So now that I've said that, Lucky's not on my side at the moment. I think you're safe. This is. I'm not sure if this is a piss take. G Sambo sixteen asks thoughts on Jake Lloyd. 
sub 50 this week and doesn't look like a premium, should I trade him for Andrew Phillips? <laughs> <laughs> Was that taking the piss out of Kays' call last week or what's the go there? Oof. No, don't trade him for Andrew Phillips. No, absolutely not. Uh, like for me, Lloyd is um, like this week, like the last month has been shit. Don't get me wrong. But like there's been, there's been an excuse you can make for most of the games. Like for example, St. Kilda played on the wing, yeah. um, played out of position, you know, just couldn't touch it. Um, Geelong, tough matchup. Played against West Coast where the ball didn't come in their defense the whole game. Like, there's been excuses that you can make. Not sure if you buy into those or whatever. Um, this week, I thought was a nice matchup for him, and it looked like it was going to be until he obviously got knocked out. Of so, I hold faith. If, like, you're a contending side, which I, I'd like to think I am, if I can actually get some luck to go my way, um, he's going to be a, a key part of that, especially when I'm playing him as like a D2 because he's behind Dawson yep. for me as well. So, like, he's the perfect D2 candidate, I think, for sure. At the moment, like, he probably exceeds that, really. So, yeah. One to think about um, if you there's a few players like this out there that don't rate him anymore. A couple of I'd seasons ago, he was D1. Yeah. Buy low, buy low on Jay Lloyd is what I'm saying. Um, and Jimmy and Tonic wants to know, is Crisp uh, a jump off now or wait to see if he returns to the halfback? What do you think? I think, like, I'm not sure if this is a, a like, jump off because he's doing well and maybe it's time to sell him. But yeah. uh, I think he was on the halfback this week. Last five games, yeah. 84, 131, a bad 56, 95, 87. Yeah. Like, he's been better. Yeah. Like, think- he had, he's had, a, like, down patches this yeah. season, but he's doing okay now. Yeah, and I think he's been used on the wing a little bit since Sidebottom's come out as well. I think from memory, like he seemed like a halfback flanker to me. Maybe that's just where he got most of his touches. But this week, he looked like he was on the halfback, the way he was streaming through and getting some kicks. Is he um, mid only? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that, that makes make, it tough. That does make it tough. I think he does get that halfback role, like his back status back um, at some stage over the next few years. And what is he? He's late 20s. Like he's not super yeah. old, is he? He could, there could be some value there. So, I would hold. Plays um, every week, Jack. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't miss. And he'll get you an 80 most weeks. 70 to 80. Good so hope. Not too bad. And he can have the the breakout performance games. This is a guy that's capable of a yeah. big, big, big ceiling. Yeah. And maybe not since Dacos has arrived, but he did get 1-3-1 against Melbourne a couple of weeks back. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, he can do it still. Anyways, that's a wrap for uh, this week. So, thanks, heaps, for joining us again. Got that hug waiting for you, mate. <laughs> thanks. I'm going to need it. I'm going to need it. Uh, but, yeah, uh, get around us on our socials at Keep League Pod, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, make sure you get around our sponsors, Game Day Squad. Tune into my live stream on Wednesday night. I'll be giving away some packs. I gave away some monster packs last week. You, you got anyone good lately? Uh, no. Well, I gave all my packs away last week. So, I gave away two uniques, two commons, and two rare packs. So, few listeners out there were pretty lucky not just a giver yeah exactly so um yeah but this week i'm gonna open them for myself so i need some <laughs> it's all me yeah i need some uh, i need some good gold cards it's a week there. i have i played a nick gold nick day course this week which i was happy with but Absolutely. also played a silver josh kelly so that didn't help me at all not at all <laughs> anyway uh and if you want to support the uh podcast also uh please get around our membership program there's a link in the description below thanks damon uh we'll ha- probably have ha- you on again before the end of the season happy holidays for the teachers yes definitely and uh, happy not holidays for everyone else I'll- <laughs> especially you guys yeah especially you enjoy work today <laughs> and your victory this week <laughs> for me anyways catch you later bye